A Big 12 team is going to the college football playoff. Right? Right? This is Locked On Big 12. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Big 12, everybody. I'm Drake Toll from ESPN Central Texas. Jonathan Davis, Locked On Longhorns, joining us for crossover edition today. Thanks for making our shows your first listen every single day. Jonathan, a Big 12 team is in the college football playoff this year. Um, look, that's, that statement is true. It is objective. It is factual. But it feels like it's in name only, in statement only. When you hear that, as a locked-on Longhorns guy, what do you think? Well, you're right. It is factually true because TCU did represent the Big 12 at the college football playoff in this calendar year. That's but true. if you're talking about the Texas Longhorns, then technically, right? Technically, again, objectively, right? Technically, right? We rep the Big 12 until July 1st, 2024. And, you know, I guess, you know, Brett Yormark in the Big 12 conference can say, hey, oh, my God, look at Texas, our Big 12 champions there in the playoffs. But to me, perception is reality. Right. And Texas Mm -hmm. doesn't feel like they're in the Big 12. When we looked at, you know, Texas and Oklahoma this year, we said, "Okay, those are SEC teams. Right. And we were ready to move on. And every other, you know, team and fan base in the Big 12 were ready to move on. So, yes, we're technically still in the conference. We're still repping the conference. We are members of the Big 12 until July First, 2024, but like flip I said, that, perception is that. reality. That's statement. Thank you. We're going to write that one yeah. down. We'll full stop right <laughs> Okay, no, perception is reality, and Texas is an SEC team. That's just, that's just you know, the matter of the fact. They are a SEC team. That is their perception, and that is the reality. And if you're the Big 12, you tried to prop up Texas Tech over the University of Texas this year. Mm-hmm. You did not want Texas to be in this position. You did mm-hmm. not want Texas hoisting the Big 12 championship trophy in football this year. You saw Brett Yormark's face. The fan base was literally chanting SEC, and he did not yep. know what to do about it, right? So, yep. you know, the Big 12, they shouldn't even feel comfortable trying to prop up Texas or take credit for this or, you know, say, hey, look at us, right? Like, because you didn't even want Texas to be in this position. So the way I look at it is Texas is still technically in the Big 12, but this is just like a couple that's, you know, separated and still living in the same house for whatever reason. Hmm. Jonathan, let me let me give you this. And Texas fans might go crazy on this one, but the strength of the Big 12 did assist Texas this year. The example I'll give, 13-0 Florida State, undefeated ACC champions, don't get in. A Texas team that played a Big 12 schedule couldn't play themselves, so the strength of the schedule wasn't even as good as some other Big 12 teams like Kansas State. For that Texas team, the Big 12 at 12-1 and one got them in. How do you feel when I say that? This, this feels a bit like a weird therapy session. Texas and the Big 12 coming together on the eve of the college football playoff. I feel like you're wrong. No, I feel like okay, you know you're wrong. Okay. You know what I mean? And I, and I feel like I feel like either way, like you're trying to get me to piss somebody off. Like whether it's the other Big 12 <laughs> fan bases that are watching this and they're like, oh my God, this is the Texas guy that just, you know what I mean, is enabling yeah. every Texas fan stereotype there is, right? Well, Joe, Joe, or, the and, and then or I'm supposed to piss off the Texas fans and agree with yeah, like the heinous yeah. things that you're saying. The, the Big heinous, 12 schedule, but, but the Big 12 schedule yeah, okay. did not okay. get us in the college football playoff, right? In okay. fact, 
most Texas fans thought that beating Oklahoma State would not be enough to get into the college football playoff over an undefeated Power 5 conference team because I didn't think that the committee had the cojones to leave yeah. Florida State out. They did. Congrats to them. Right? Shout out to them. That was bold. Week two, the Texas Longhorns, Steve Sarkeesian, and this football team went on the road oh, to Tuscaloosa, okay. Alabama, and beat Nick Saban and that Alabama team in front of 100,000 people. That was that, that Alabama team. That is the ultimate reason. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That yeah. Alabama team that struggled that against Alabama South team. Florida, right? That old team. Right. right. And so that is the reason that Texas got into the college football playoff because you could not leave out the team that beat the team that was the best team in the best conference, right? You could not no. leave out – Alabama out of the playoffs, I don't think. I don't think yeah, you can, can ever really leave out an SEC champion, you know, out of the playoffs. And then you could not leave out the team that beat Alabama out of the playoffs, the only team that beat Alabama. So the Big 12 schedule had nothing to do with us getting in the playoffs. In fact, it almost hindered us from getting in the playoffs if we had not scheduled Alabama in week two and gone on the road and got that victory. So you think if Texas plays Western Carolina that week? And beats Western Carolina 66 to nothing. UT does not get in the college football playoff. Yes. If we play Western Carolina that week, then I think Florida State, Alabama, Michigan, and Washington are the four teams in the college football playoff. I solely think Mm. the edge that we had, the bump that we had from the committee was that victory over Alabama in week two. So I guess now let me turn it to the interviewer. You're talking about you're you're talking about the Big 12 schedule. What team did Texas play this year in conference that propelled us into playoff conversation? What team was the committee looking at and saying that was a really good victory for Texas outside of Alabama this year? Yeah. The the only one that I can find is Alabama. I mean, the rest of the big 12, because you argue Kansas state, you can say the Kansas state win was a good one. And it was, you know, Kansas state finished in top five strength of schedule in the country. So obviously the big 12 schedule gave them a bit of a boost there. Their game at Missouri also aided that you talk about Texas going on the road against sec team as well. So yes, uh, your counterpoint is valid there, but to see a Florida state team go through their entire ACC gauntlet, and not make it in at 13-0, and and a Texas team go through the Big 12 with a loss against a team wearing Big 12 on their jerseys and still make it in has to count for something. But ACC gauntlet, like when you say that, I feel like gauntlet right. is doing gauntlet a lot of heavy lifting, right? It's doing a lot of heavy lifting. We're talking about gauntlet in the ACC. I mean, obviously, yeah, you know, I, I think you can say that, you know, um, the Big 12 may be viewed a little bit more favorably than a conference like the ACC. But like I said, I just don't think that there's any argument. I don't even think the, you know, other Big 12 fan bases that, you know, if they're still listening at this point, I know six minutes and 52 seconds of this is probably hell. You know what I mean to them? But I think even, you know, the other fan bases of the Big 12 teams that I'm sneak dissing or sub dissing right now, whatever you want to call it, would acknowledge that the reason that Texas got into the playoffs is because they beat, Alabama in week two. And now I guess another question I'll ask you is if Texas lost to Alabama in week two, but beat Oklahoma and won every other game on their schedule and Florida state still went undefeated and was a power five champion. Do you think Texas still gets in over Florida state in that scenario? If Texas lost to Alabama, but had beaten Oklahoma. Jordan Travis is still hurt. Yeah. 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 Strength of schedule because strength of schedule for Texas is still going to be top ten. They've got the win against Oklahoma. That's their marquee feather in the cap. And Jonathan, is, even to is aid it, your point, 
Oklahoma, well, Oklahoma plays in the SEC, right? You could view them as an SEC team. That's why when I say that Texas lone loss came against a team with Big 12 in their jerseys, you mentioned it. Perception is reality. Oklahoma is an SEC team. The only team that Texas lost to in 2023 was an SEC opponent, if that's the case. So a loss to Alabama, but a win against the SEC's Oklahoma to me, which drops into nine and three, by the way, still propels Texas in because the committee just wasn't going to let Florida State into this college football playoff. But my counter argument to the counter argument to the counter argument ah, is that, the fact that do Texas lost to Oklahoma in the Red River rivalry, right? And I think okay. that we weigh yeah. those games differently. Like it's just like mm-hmm. if Alabama loses to Auburn, even it's a even if it's a bad Auburn team, we'll look at it, you know, and be like, oh, crazy things happen in the Iron yeah. Bowl. True. Crazy things happen in the Red River rivalry, like Dylan Gabriel scoring, you know, going 75 yards in 71 yeah. seconds yeah. or rushing for 113 yards on the number three rush defense in the country, right? So I, you know, yes, Texas lost to Oklahoma SEC team that you know had big 12 on their jerseys but yeah. i just look at that as like anything can happen just like we won 49 to 0 last year against oklahoma like anything could happen in that game the year before the the 21 yeah. point comeback by caleb williams in his first game you know like we just weigh those rivalry games a little bit differently so we didn't lose to oklahoma we just lost ourselves in the moment I'm happy. Look, two things. I'm happy that your passion and fervor, that you have a, a firm opinion on this. I'm also happy you wore your Rangers World Series gear, so I can't be complete. I can't lash. Yes, I wish sir. I wore mine. So yes, I can't sir. lash out entirely. Yes, uh, Jonathan, the, the, the line that keeps coming back to me is the Big 12 won't miss Texas. And I want to get your thoughts or a Texas fan's thoughts on what that statement itself means to you. That is coming up next right here on Locked On Big 12, Locked On Longhorns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn Talent Solutions. LinkedIn Talent Solutions is where I go when I need to make a hire, which I do every single year, twice, actually. I hire an intern to come help me out at Locked On Big 12 and make sure that I can get things done on the social media side. I'm not very savvy there, so I need somebody else to do it. LinkedIn Jobs is the place to go. Not just another job board. It has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, interns, full-time, part-time, everything. Hiring is easy. 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows the small businesses are wearing many hats. They're going to help you out. They're going to help you write your descriptions, help you fill everything out quickly and get that up on the purple hashtag hiring frame. So post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. That is LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. Keep in mind that terms and conditions do apply. LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. All right, Jonathan, the big 12 won't miss Texas. You hear that you react. I guess technically the the Big 12 won't miss Texas because once the Mickey Mouse playoffs start next year and 12 teams get in, then the Big 12 will have an automatic spot, right? So I can't say that, you know, because there's no Texas and Oklahoma now, a Big 12 team won't have a strong enough strength of schedule to get in the playoffs because we know, you know, now the Big 12 team is guaranteed to get in automatically. But – you know, we talk about the ACC and we laugh at Florida State and say, ha ha, you didn't play anybody. Who's the top dog in the Big 12 now? Who is the, the marquee team who can carry the conference on their backs moving forward? If I asked you what is the premier matchup in the Big 12 next next year, your answer would be what? Uh, I would go the game that would get likely the most views is BYU-Utah, and you could counter that with BYU went 5-7, and seven, and we don't know exactly what Utah will do in their first year in the Big 12. So my, my matchup to watch is one that hasn't even happened yet. 
Yeah, and I really don't even feel like I need to counter that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I, I just feel like just, you. I feel like just hearing that is just enough, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and and if you're you're biased, obviously because you're hosting Locked On Big Twelve, but if you are, let's say, a, a Big Ten fan or an SEC fan on the yeah. outside looking in. What do you think the the two marquee teams in in the Big Twelve would be, or who do you think the marquee matchup would be? Yeah, I'm like, Colorado. Like so yeah, I mean Colorado brings in money because the Flash of Dion, but they went four and eight. You've got Oklahoma State who lost South Alabama, but made some waves. You know, I mean uh, TCU went to a national championship, followed it up with five and seven. There, there is a hole where the big brand and the big team needs to be, but you could argue on the flip side, Texas hasn't filled that hole in the last twelve years until now. I think you could make that argument in terms of on-field success for football, but Texas and Oklahoma have still carried the conference in a way that none of these other teams can. And I hate to be that Texas fan that comes on here and is like, yeah, we got more ratings than you. We got more money than you. But like, yeah. it's literally true. Right. And that's going to be a factor moving forward in the new conference. You know, to me, once Texas and Oklahoma leave the Big 12, and I think Brett Yormark has done a great job, you know what I mean, like Clearly. with the situation he was given. You know, he certainly made Chick-fil-A lemonade out of the limits he was getting. <laughs> but, God, you know, how the limits he got. But the problem is the limits are pretty rotten. Like, and when you look at what you're adding, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, you know, you know, it's quality over quantity, right? You added Houston. You added BYU. You added yep. UCF. You added Cincinnati, Arizona, Arizona State. Utah and Colorado. Yeah. And it still doesn't feel like those eight teams can compare to what you had with two historic programs in Texas and Oklahoma. So to me, and this is just my, this might really yeah. be where I piss them off. To me, the big 12 loses all of its credibility. Once Texas and Oklahoma leave. And to me, what is the difference between the, Big 12 and like the Big East. <laughs> Besides, we know, you know, no, we right. have more, right. we have yeah, more name you recognition. We have more name recognition there for a little bit. Then you in the Big, Big East 12. thing. We have more name recognition in the Big 12. We know the schools, but in terms of who's carrying the conference, in terms of credibility, in terms of people tuning in, in terms of people saying, that's why I watched the Big 12. To me, they're no difference than the Big East. There's not a single team to me that I just need to watch in the Big 12 unless we're just going to throw Colorado and Dion out there, you know what I mean, to make them the mascot of everything. And there's not currently a team I need to watch in the Big East. Yeah, The Big 12 loses all their credibility once Texas and Oklahoma leave. I know the fan bases have a lot of pride. I know that, you know, there's going to be some very interesting football games moving forward, regardless, you know, if yeah. there's big names or not. But the fact of the matter is Texas and Oklahoma carry this conference. They've carried this conference for a long time, and people will look at the Big 12 completely different after July 1st. And from a revenue standpoint, the Big 12 is going to make more than the ACC. So there are at least enough brands in there to give every school in the Big 12 more than what every school in the ACC is going to get. So to say that the Big 12 is losing its two most dominant brands, I'll give you, to say the eight can't replace them in some way would be misconstrued. Now, I get it. I, I don't think there are a lot of people out there who, I, frankly, I know, when Iowa State plays West Virginia, I care. I'm the maniac that wants to watch that. Most of America is not turning on Fox Sports 1 or ESPN Plus to see that matchup. I've said that on this show. That is the case. 
But when Vanderbilt plays Mississippi State, you still get that. The crutch here is that Vanderbilt and Mississippi State is still a far cry. Like West Virginia and, and Iowa State can be two teams that compete in the Big 12, whereas Mississippi State and Vanderbilt don't in the SEC. That's where I give you. But there are still ways in which the Big 12 has salvaged this from a money standpoint, which matters the most. So give me this. I'll, I'll give you a, a, a hard-pressed one. When you're, as a Big 12 guy or as a, as a Texas guy, looking at the Big 12, what do you think? What do you think about the? Are you are you sad to leave? Are you goodbyes is sentimental at all? Or or like what what has led to so many Texas fans now all of a sudden hating the Big Twelve Conference? So you know, I think that uh, you know, I'm not sure if you saw that clip or you know whoever's listening or watching saw that clip of Chip Kelly explaining you know how he thinks yeah, college football yeah. should go, but it was really profound, and I think he made so much sense when he talked about football being its own entity. Right. Because, you know, I know that, you know, most Texas fans hate, uh, you know, the Big 12 and, you know, they hate, you know, the other teams that, you know, are in the Big 12. Who have been beating them consistently for the last year. And I I think a a large part of that is because Texas hasn't been who we thought we were. Right. And so. You know, yeah. you can scream we're better identity than these crisis. teams. You and so you know, well on your show. It's identity yeah, crisis. Yeah, you can scream, you know, we're better than these teams and they're not our rivals, whoop-de-whoop. At the end of the day, you know, we play down to our competition. And these teams have been on our level for the last 10 years plus. So, yeah. you know what I mean? That's why you've had to deal with these teams, you know, walking and talking like they're better than Texas because at times over the last decade they have been. But for most me, of, not at times, most <laughs> of. <laughs> okay. But for Which me, you should I, be able to say now they're in the college football playoff. You can admit right, that. Yeah, right. Yeah. I can brag different. Shout out to Jay Z, right? right? <laughs> so you know so but for me I'm gonna miss Big Twelve basketball. You know what I mean? I'm going to miss Big 12 baseball. Right. And there's other schools. I mean, excuse me, other sports and athletics at the University of Texas that should still be playing in the Big 12. So for me, it's a little bit you know, sad. Right. Because I think football should be its own entity that can move to the SEC and we could continue every other sport uh, business as usual. So I'm a little bit sad, but I'm also am ready to move on. You know, it's just when we're talking about football, this episode is about football. The SEC and the Big 10 are the two premier conferences. Right. And that's why, you know. The SEC got Texas and Oklahoma. That's why the Big Ten got Washington and Oregon. And, you know, I hate to co-sign this slogan. I hate to be cliche. But they're not lying when they say it means more, Drake. It just means more. It means more, Drake. Same thing as the Big East thing. Like you had me and I was a respectful point and then just bam. Uh, On October 19th, 2024, Georgia will be in Austin, Texas. Can you please tell me the Big 12 game at DKR that has come remotely close to Georgia in DKR on October 19th in recent memory? No. Because it means more. (laughs) That's exactly what it is. Somebody out there is very excited to get to the SEC. And Texas fans are very excited to get to the SEC. And I'm not even going to take this time to dump on the Big 12 and say all the reasons that Texas fans hate the Big 12 and why we're so ready to move on. I'm not even going to take this time to, to, you know, take this opportunity to do that, right? I'm just going to talk about the good, talk about the positive. And I think from a fan experience, you know, perspective, you get to see Georgia at home now. I know Florida is down, but you get to see Florida at home now. Now, instead of going to, you know, I never said I wasn't going to dump on any of these, you know, bless, in the man. Big 12. Ah, damn, it's so hard not to, right? But now you get to go to the Swamp. You get to go yeah. to Bryant-Denny. You get to go to Rocky Top. You know what I mean? You get to go to Nashville, Tennessee, right? 
yeah. you know, while while you get to watch Vanderbilt play football as well. So there's just so many premier destinations in the SEC. And now those teams come to DKR as well from a fan experience perspective. It's just a level up in a huge way going to the SEC. So that's why I'm ready to leave the Big 12. Not because anything the Big 12 did, like I said, I'll save that for somebody else on a different podcast. But yeah. because of the experience you get in the SEC, once again, it just means more. I want to be clear, too, for those that are somebody screaming in the car, like, what about basketball? What about basketball? Truly, football pushes the needle. These TV yeah. networks are paying for football. The money is brought in on football. And that's the reason the Big 12 hasn't brought in Gonzaga yet or hasn't brought in UConn in basketball only. This is all it, it all it revolves around football, period. And that is a sport that now all of a sudden Texas is good in in their last year in this league they just had to go to the college football playoff and i think texas is going to win the whole thing let's get your thoughts on that coming up right here on locked on big 12 locked on longhorns part of the locked on podcast network your team every day today's show is brought to you by fanduel look fanduel is where i go to make money I, it's like a passive income so like when i i think i sit and i think mm, you know i just got a dog I just bought a dog. It's, a, it's an Aussie doodle. And the cage is back there. And I, I have to take care of it constantly. It's like a small child that's furry and runs around. So what do I do while I take care of this dog? I watch a lot of sports. And how do I make sports even more invigorating? FanDuel. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. I've been watching so much basketball. Look, I have a list right here in my parlays this week. UC Santa Barbara. New Mexico, Rice, Belmont, teams that I wouldn't care about or know about if it wasn't for FanDuel spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Kick off the NFL season at FanDuel. FanDuel.com forward slash locked on for 150 bucks in free play when your money line bet hits. Hold right, on, I, I, I just have to hijack the show really quickly. I'm so sorry. You know, they, right. they talk about leading by example and they talk about, you know what I mean? Just, oh, oh man, I just, that ad read was crazy. You know what I mean? I was laughing. You know, you talked about the schools that you didn't even know about for FanDuel. I really felt it. Like, it really made me want to go put 20 on, you know. Belmont, UCSB. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chinese Liberty basketball or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. I have no idea. But, you know, I just want to say that, like, I'm, I'm about to step my air read game up. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just felt like I was watching Jordan in the flesh. You know what I huge, mean? Huge, huge, man. Yeah, you got to bring up dogs and all kinds of stuff. You got to make it last, last dance type vibes. <laughs> that was amazing. Um, Jonathan, the Texas Longhorn going to win Which, if you slow it down and translate it, it's me reluctantly saying the Texas Longhorns are going to win the national championship. And there, it's a very good chance that does happen. When you hear that statement in all the glory, what comes to mind as UT is in the play? Man, Vince Young crossing that goal line. Gosh, 41 to 38 against USC. Oh. oh. The glory. You think it happens again? Do you think it's going to happen the again? The glory. <laughs> so, you know, I, I've tried so hard to convince myself that Texas winning a national championship is a reality, right? Because, like, yeah, my first yeah. thought is to be like, nah, not this year. Or, you know, maybe they're a year away. But they match up really, really well against Washington. And they match up really, really well against Michigan. And they already beat Alabama, even though this is a different Alabama team. And I'll attest to yeah. that. This is a different Alabama team, I think. But last time they played, they did beat Alabama. And they certainly can beat Alabama again. So, to say that Texas, you know, could or will win the national championship, 
I think it's just a realistic take, right? I think all four teams are capable of winning a national championship. And I've had to accept in my mind that the team that I cover, the team that I grew up rooting for, the team that makes me passionate for some reason on Saturdays, good or bad, is two games away from winning a national championship. And they have all the talent on the offensive and defensive sides of the ball. I think they have the chemistry, the culture, and the cohesion. Shout out the three C's. Maybe four because they have the coaching staff as well. They have gotten them to this point and, you know, brought the players together to get them to this point. And I do not think it's crazy at all to think that Texas can win the national championship. And I certainly think that, you know, that possibly could be a smart bet. I'm going to give you uh, all you Texas fans some credit here because, look, I, I don't as somebody who went to Baylor host locked on Big 12. I don't get any more money or any prowess or any anything from rooting for Texas or wanting Texas to win. There are 15 other fan bases to appease here that hate Texas and probably deservedly so. But UT fans have not been insufferable in the last couple of weeks. See, they were way more insufferable after that Sugar Bowl win. It was, oh, we're, we're back. This is us. Flaunt this. Flaunt that. I've seen so many level-headed UT fans in the last couple of weeks come up on my feed. Why is that? You know, Drake said, you know, it's real when you are who you think you are, you know? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I just think that Texas fans haven't had to overcompensate this year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think we came into the season – saying that, you know, we were going to, you know, either go 11 and one or 10 and two, where we were going to win the big 12. And I think most Texas fans thought we were possibly a year away from the college football playoff. I know I thought that. And now we're here once again, two wins away from a national championship. So I don't think Texas fans have had to be unreasonable this year. And I don't think Texas fans have had to be annoying and bring up all time records from, you know, years before they were born and bringing up things from 20 years ago and how much money we make and our TV ratings and all of that, because at the end of the day, we are winning football games now. So, like I said, you know, it's real when you are who you think you are. And the Texas Longhorns are now, you know, who we thought they were for a long time. So, you know, we're finally at a place where we can let our play and our recruiting do the talking. Yeah. If you had to decide, because you you were humble all season. I asked you preseason on our Locked On College Football big, big preview. You said you didn't think Texas was going to make the college football playoff this year. And here they are. Now, do you, do you think the Longhorns are going to win the national championship? If you had to say yes or no right now. Yes, I think the Longhorns are going to win the national championship. Yes, I, 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 you know, I've just been thinking about it. I haven't, you know, officially predicted it. I guess I'm spoiling it now for the Locked On Longhorns listeners. But I do think they beat Washington in the Sugar Bowl. I think they play against Alabama again. And I just don't think that Alabama can do enough on offense against our defense to beat this team. And I think in two games against Nick Saban at Texas, Steve Sarkeesian at least has shown with Quinn Ewers that he has that defense's number. So I think they're going to beat Washington in the Sugar Bowl on January 1st. I think they match up with Alabama again, and I think they beat Alabama again to win the national championship. So there you go. Yes, Texas winning the national championship is a realistic thought, and a month from now, it'll be a reality that happened. Jonathan, this won't be the last time we do a show before Washington and Texas kick off here in a few weeks, I'm sure. I mean, we'll do all kinds of prep leading up to that because they're still a Big 12 school for a little bit at least. But if that is the case, if Texas wins it all, what does that do for this university and this fan base? <laughs> what does a championship do for this university and this fan base? I think it just provides relief, right? I think it just, mm-hmm. you know, provides relief. Uh you know, and I could talk about it. We talked about the Texas Rangers from a standpoint of, you know, yeah. you're a fan in, in, in 2010 and you mm-hmm. make it to the World Series and, and you lose. But you say, you know what? You know, we were overmatched. We'll be back. Right. And you do, in fact, go back in 2011 
and you win, you know, you win the AL, you go to the World Series and you lose in heartbreaking fashion and you think, okay, you know, that's tough, right? We just lost two in a row, but we'll be back, right? And then the next 10 years happens, right? And you you realize that anything could happen in, in baseball and, uh, you know, nothing is guaranteed and you learn not to take anything for granted. And then 2023 mm-hmm. happens and it's just relief, like all of this for this moment, right? And I think yep. that if Texas wins the national championship in 2023, it makes the last decade plus worth it, right? Because you win the championship in 2005. You go back to the championship in 2009, you probably should have, you know, gone to the championship in 2008 if Blake Gideon doesn't drop an interception or you make a tackle on Michael Crabtree against Texas Tech. And you just think that, you just assume that Texas is going to be on the top every year. You just assume that Texas is going to be in that position every year. And then the next decade happens. But if you win the national championship in 2023, it makes that whole decade worth it, right? That the, all the agony, all the pain, everything you've gone through over the last decade, it makes it worth it. And it's just relief, right? Because it's like, whew, we're back on time. Mm, there's that phrase. There's that phrase. Uh, Jonathan, if folks who hey, Sammy. On, <laughs> hey, folks Sammy. to uh, Locked On Big 12 <laughs> want to find more of your work, somehow if they want to find more of your Texas work, where do they go? Yes, if you want to flood my comments with hate, <laughs> you can come to Locked On Longhorns on YouTube, Locked On Horns on Twitter, Johnzo Ball on Twitter, and just like Texas is back, Lonzo will be back in 2024, hopefully. Jeez. Lonzo Ball, Johnzo Ball, signing out. That is Jonathan Davis of Locked On Longhorns. Rick Toll here from ESPN Central Texas and Locked On Big 12. Thanks for making Locked On Big 12 and Locked On Horns your first listen every single day. This has been and always will be Locked On. Thanks for making both these shows your first listen every single day. Locked On Longhorns and Locked On Doce Grande.